Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. Yes, it's time for us. It, it is time to stop waiting and start enjoying The Approach Shot. I'm Ooh. John Ashton. He's Neil Michaels. We have got a guest for you today. And you're going to be excited. We were excited. It's not every day you get to talk to somebody who everybody on the street recognizes. Yeah. So we'll get there in a second. But John, I want to talk to you about your underwear. I don't know if I know you well enough to engage <laughs> you do know me well enough. <laughs> the question I've got for you is, how'd you like to be just a little more comfortable every single minute of the day? If you want to do that, all you got to do is change your underwear, which I'm not sure how often you do, but let's not go there. My wife said the same thing just the other day. I mean, really change it into something better. Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear. I have some of that, man. It is the most comfortable underwear I have ever owned. See, what's cool about it is when you're wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable. So you do everything better. So that's why we have a better guest. Your jokes are going to be better. I may be pushing it, but we'll see. My six pack is going to be better. <laughs> well, maybe. Okay, so let's let's not push it. But you know, most things are better. Yes, indeed, and it is so much more comfortable. I, I don't know if you've ever had to do that that uncomfortable adjustment on the T. It's it's not cool. You don't do that with the hammock pouch underwear. It's, I've it's done that. Hard. I've done that walk. It's getting out of the car, like going to the mall, and yeah. you get that. You get out of the car and you do that little shake. And my wife goes, "Don't do that." Yeah, and it's like, wait, you're not supposed to have that. That's a guy code thing. You're, yeah, you know, she. Yeah. You are supposed to see that. So uh, So, we we suggest maybe that uh, you shop TommyJohn.com slash golf guys. You know what it'll do? What will you give them if they go there right now, man? You know what? I'm going to make it so that we use the approach, not the golf guys. So so TommyJohn.com slash approach. Right now, you get $25 off everything site-wide just in time for Mother's Day plus free shipping. Make mom that much more comfortable with some – lounge joggers or something great for her tommy john slash approach right now for 25 dollars off everything site-wide plus free shipping can't beat her with a stick you can't you know who else you can't beat with a stick our guest today who is you know him from home improvement where he was al borland or from pen 15 or the hallmark channel movies and he's a hell of a golfer the guy you know as Al from Tool Time, Richard Karn. 
is our guest today on The Approach Shot. And he's coming right up. Well, by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future with iTrust Capital. You can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com. Start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. And thanks for uh, hanging out with us. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. This is The Approach Shot. And we promised you somebody. We promised you somebody who's going to be fun. And we got him. We have never lied to these people. It's true. Why? No they pressure. Wondering. None whatsoever, Richard. Richard Karn is who you will recognize from so many things in your television and film life, including, of course, eight years as Al Borland in Home Improvement. But if you're a game show geek like me, you'll also recognize him from five years on Family Feud and the Hulu series Pen15, so many other things, Bold and the Beautiful. You were on a lot of soap operas, weren't you? I was I was not on a lot of soap operas, but Two. I happened to do one just a few years back because they offered me a chance to play a judge. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I guess I'm I'm moving into that part of my life where I I can play somebody of authority like that. <laughs> she looked authoritative, man. That's the word that pops into my head as soon as I look at you, Richard. Authoritative. Authoritative. <laughs> That's it. Not I, to mention yeah. the fact that you at that point you can tell Steve Harvey that he's still following you. <laughs> you did the family feud first, you were a judge first. Keep up, Steve. Come on, Steve. <laughs> I I have no idea why he wants to do that. I can't watch those judge shows. The people are just so petty about yeah. little things. And I know little things can turn into big things, but my goodness, just common sense. He's yeah. funny, though. He makes it funny. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but people, people dealing with petty people... I don't want to use the word stupid, but maybe less, <laughs> less than intelligent. <laughs> I'm not sure what the nice way to say that is. but <laughs> that's, that's John at theapproachshot.net. <laughs> Feel free to write in anytime. So, Richard, well, you know, every time we approach a shot, we're judging it, right? Yes. We're, ju- oh, we're judging what we look, need to do here, what to do look, there. I guess it would be that. nice to have somebody like a really good caddy just tell you, oh, this is the shot. Man, the- a wordsmith to boot. This is I cool. Like it. <laughs> so let's get the elephant in the room out for everybody. Okay. There are celebrities that we have spoken with who are very grateful for their past, but are in the let's move on phase. You and I are, I, I, I doubt that you know this, but you and I are connected through some social media things. And I've noticed you're not one of them. You seem to be one of those people who is very grateful for, for home improvement for eight years of being Al. 
I know you kidded around about a, a home improvement reboot recently. So is, is Al your friend? How does that work? Al has been a, um, a cottage industry. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't rewatch the show that often, but every once in a while I'll see a clip on YouTube or, or um, on social media and I'll go, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. In fact, there was one on just the other day where we had a diamond cutter on Tool Time for whatever reason. The beauty about Tool Time was we could have anybody on at any time and it made total sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like we could do all those different things. But this was an actor that I had worked with years before in New York on Broadway. I keep forgetting, you know, all these people would, would show up as guest stars. In fact, one of the K&B boys I went to junior high school with, uh, Casey Sander, who came in to play one of the K&B boys. Wow. Rock. Rock Lanigan. <laughs> wow. That's a name too, Rock Lanigan. I know, so what a great name. Did you start in New York on the East Coast? And then I know, I started Edwards? in Seattle. That's where I okay. grew up. Okay. I grew up in Seattle. Went through a, a, a wonderful training program at the University of Washington. It was a three-year master's training program. But then I moved to New York because that's where I figured I wanted to be. I wanted to do theater. Mm-hmm. And I spent 11 years in New York. I met my wife there. I met all the contacts that later helped me when we uh, when we did move to Los Angeles. So before we get too much farther into Al then, 37 years with Trudy this year. Yeah. Well, now, don't add the R. Don't? She, she will be very upset about that. And I've learned that in 37 years. Okay. <laughs> it's Tootie, T-U-D-I. Oh, I'm that sorry. Her you mom's uh, college roommate's that. nickname. And that became her real name. So that's not even a nickname. It's Tootie. And yeah, 37 years. We got married in 1985. Is there a bit of marriage advice you want to pass along? (laughs) Oh, man. We have to forge our own roads, don't we? But I guess the biggest thing is pick your battles, try to see it from both sides, and keep communicating. That's, all right. I've got that written down. And yeah. God forbid you don't make 40. I'm going to scratch all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my wife and I have been married almost as long. And what we found is that I work days, she works nights. Ah, So, so that that well, is I'll really- tell you what, that that was one of the reasons why we we finally moved to Los Angeles. We're both actors. We met doing a play off Broadway. Mm-hmm. And during our five years being married in New York, I was out of town. She was out of town. We were maybe together six months out of the year. Right. And she, and she was like, okay, I want to start a family. We have to be together for that. Let's move <laughs> to Los Angeles and see if we can stay working in one town and not be jobbed out and, and that kind of thing. And that's yeah. basically um, why we got to Los Angeles. Very cool. And obviously it worked. And it, it, well, yeah, we got pregnant and then I got the job. It was like all at the same time. But my goodness, if that hadn't if that if that hadn't have happened, I I have no idea what my life would have looked like or our life would have looked like. I know it would have been different. You know, they say babies come with bread under their arms, and boy, did he bring a lot of bread. Very, cool. Very nice. Yeah. And you kind of owe him for that. Well, I think one thing people may not know about you is that you were an apartment building manager, just as you had. I guess you were in L.A. at the time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I look back on that and I go, wow. When we were in New York, it never even occurred to me that you would be an apartment manager in New York because those guys were lifers. Right. You know, they were 
they'd been there. Their family had been there. You know, it was like, wow. But in Los Angeles, uh, we were in an uh, apartment where the where the guy who was running the apartment for the owners was uh, an actor. And he was like in a bunch of, you know, smaller movies and this and that. And and he asked me if I want to do that. And I go, well, how what a great job. (laughs) And I think back and I go, "Okay, I'm working a whole month for rent. (laughs) So and my rent was like nine hundred dollars a month. So. I, I can't even tell you how much that works out to be in an, uh, you know, an, an hourly rate. But, you know, I got free rent and a lot of interesting people in my building. It was uh, quite a study for a young actor. And you held the job through the first season of Home Improvement. Well, half the season. Half the season. Half the season. And I love the reason why. <laughs> well, you don't give up your day job. <laughs> you just don't. And 11 years in New York when you're in New York doing theater or whatever you're doing, you get a job and then you immediately start looking for the next job because it's only going to be six to eight weeks or, you know, a couple of days. You don't know. So you're always, you know, recycling and and working on getting that next job. And when home improvement hit, it took me a while to realize that I could relax a little bit. It it took me a while to, to figure that out. How long before you knew it was a hit, a hit show? Well, I, I, I didn't know what that meant, actually. <laughs> I, 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 that wasn't something that they teach you, or at least they didn't teach me in school what it meant to be on something like that. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's like, I mean, if you're in a hit Broadway show, you know, you could be on it for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but chances are you're going to leave that show to go do another show or, or, or whatever. And and you're, you're going to be seen by, uh, you know, maybe 2,000 people a night. Instead right. of yeah. twenty-four million people a night, <laughs> yeah, which but- is a whole other uh, a whole other aspect of of this world, but I knew that it was a really good show right away, and I was not part of the cast right away. I was filling in, and so I knew that this was going to be a great show. I was just, oh, I wish I could continue with this, but I know I understand they 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 have another guy in mind to play Tim's assistant, and. Um, I, I, you know, I just felt elated and depressed at the same time because I really, really knew that this show was going to be a lot of fun to do. But I didn't know how long that would last, what even what that means. Yeah. Well, a lot of those years later. To this day, still don't think it lasted long enough. Richard Karn is our guest here on The Approach Shot. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. So hang with us. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 
And thanks for hanging. We are The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. And uh, if you're watching on the YouTube thing, you'll see it says, it's time to play. Neil, it's time to play, Michaels. You want to explain that? Well, Richard was the um, fifth, if I am correct, the fifth Family Feud host and oh, okay. ran for quite a while. Wait, who were the who were the other four? Uh, Richard, Richard Dawson. Dawson. Richard Dawson started it. Um, Jeff, um, um, Combs. Um, Ray Combs. Ray Combs came in. Then you replaced Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. And was then, there someone between Ray Combs and Louis Anderson? No. Then he was okay. the fourth. So, fourth. so I would have been the fourth. fourth. So there had to have been somebody then in between. And then John O'Hurley was after you. And John O'Hurley was after me. And then Steve was after John. And Steve after that. So there is somebody in between there. Okay. Interesting. So so it's time to play is <laughs> it, homage to Family okay. Feud, <laughs> which, okay. you know, it's survey says <laughs> not to not to bring my personal life into this, but the wife and I, when we after we watch primetime television, whatever it is, right before it, it's that 10 to 1030. Are we going to go to bed? Or are we not going to go to bed? And I grab the remote and it's family feud every night because you can blow through it. It's just mind candy. We both do you DVR the, it or do you just find it on the game show network? Uh, we have we, we DVR the whole thing, so I've got twenty four seasons of, that are just wow. sitting there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay, I can well, go you know, now. It, it was my idea to recreate kind of uh, an homage to Home Improvement with with the Halloween shows. They weren't dressing up for Halloween. I said, you know, it's Halloween week, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's just do uh, you know, let's dress up like we did for Home Improvement, and uh, and I'm you know, I, I take credit for that. <laughs> so going to that, how do we go from being Al Borland to a game show host? And I know there are obviously many things in between, but it doesn't seem like that's the path. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. And I actually turned it down because of that. I was like, really? I A game show? I don't think that's where I, where I want to go. But it, it started a year before that because I got a, a chance to to do a pilot for uh, they were bringing back to tell the truth and they wanted, and they needed, you know, four panelists to, you know, celebrity panelists to be there to try to decide who's telling the truth. And Mm -hmm. so I did that. And I sat next to Paula Poundstone and oh gosh, I can't even remember who else, but John O'Hurley was the host (laughs) and we did the pilot. The pilot did very well. It got picked up and then they came back and asked me if I'd like to do it. And I went, no, I'm, I'm, I don't see myself doing a, a game show, but, but thank you. I really enjoyed doing the pilot. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and then I moved on and I don't know, maybe a year later, I get a call from the, the that producer. She, uh, she had worked on the original family feud with Richard Dawson, mm-hmm. you know, so she was a young buck back then, but she asked if I would like to consider being the host of family feud. And I went, wow really family feud oh and it really it came, it came down between me and al roker oh jeez wow but al didn't want to leave new york and they didn't want to take the show to new york yeah so they asked if i would want to do that and i was out of town uh, with something i don't know and, and I, we were sitting in a bar and i i turned to the person next to me at the bar and i go hi i'm richard and they go oh my god you're richard i go yeah <laughs> 
So what would you think if I did a game show? Oh, no, you don't want to do that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're Richard Carr. You, you don't want to do a game show. And I go, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I, I tell my agents, I don't want to do this. It's, it's kind of off brand for me. It seems weird. And then, you know, they, they kind of put a full court press on and go, you know, we'll think about this. Now, you know, you've done family movies. You've done family television. This is just another family venue that you could do. And when they put it in that context, I went, well, I, you know, and you're only working weekends. <laughs> yeah, Saturday and Sunday. That's not bad. That's a decent gig. And yeah. maybe Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I go, um, well, let, let me think about this. And, you know, I talked to my wife and I talked to my son and I, I talked to a couple of other friends and they go, okay, all right. So I made the decision. And, and when I make a decision, I'm all in. There's no, uh, should I have done this? I don't know. I'm all in. I basically kind of channeled Richard Dawson for a while. I, because I grew up watching that. And I remember, I, I didn't want to go into the whole kissing the, the contestants kind of thing. But, you know, I would give them a hug. But our producer said, yeah, you know, when he would, he would do that, he would make sure that the contestants didn't have a sniffle or a cold or a flu or anything. If they did, they would go home and come back when they're healthy. So cool. I didn't want to deal with that. Notice uh, you're wearing your, your, your golf ensemble. Uh, what's that? You're wearing your golf golf ensemble. Oh, yeah. you know, I just found this. Trying to do the French pronunciation, but it didn't work. <laughs> ensemble. Ensemble. <laughs> I just found this. It was packed away. And my wife and I, we, we were getting rid of, uh, or not getting rid of, but we were donating a whole bunch of winter clothes to the war effort. Mm-hmm sending them uh, things. And I found this and I go, Oh my gosh, this, this fits. It still fits. And it's not, it's not bleached out. It's not whatever. And so. Do you notice that when you, when you look like a golfer, your game improves, you know, the adage, which one dress sixties, talk seventies, shoot eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Had not heard that one. Well, I write that one down. There you go. <laughs> you were looking for us to have some clever quips for this show, and thanks for filling in on that. We got well, it. you know, I'm much obliged. <laughs> and you mentioned John O'Hurley. He's also a golfer. Yes, he is. We started talking with your people about your golf game, and I have to tell you where I found the most information about your golf game was in an article that said the top 100 celebrities who play golf. Oh, yeah. And you were top 30 or so. so. I was. I was right up there. <laughs> so so are you still? How's I, your game? Well, you know, like anybody that isn't a pro, it fluctuates. It, I have yearly waves that where it gets better and then it gets worse and then it gets better. Right now, I'm kind of like coming back up. I'm, I'm currently at a nine handicap. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You'd be very embarrassed is, about. <laughs> right. This is the fluctuation time. Well, at <laughs> my club, a nine translates to a 12 because of slope. Oh, okay. So uh, so I'm I'm getting a lot of strokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have one. <laughs> and I will tell you, you know, for golfers of a certain age, you need to stretch. If oh. you don't stretch... If you don't stay on top of that, you will start losing distance and go, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Do I have to club down now? Am I, am, am I at the age where, where you know, my seven iron now only goes 120 mm-hmm. or 110 or whatever? 
But eventually, Richard, you get to be that guy that everybody hates. The old guy who only hits it 100 yards with no matter what club, but it's always straight down the middle. Right. It's like one, two, three on the green in the cup. Let's go to the next hole. Right. And it's yeah. like, come on, man. If it makes you feel any better, we just had Ed Marinaro on the show. Uh-huh. Another- I played with Ed. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Ed just turned 71, I think he told us. And he's still playing, but he said over time, and, and again, Ed was an athlete, a, a darn good oh, yeah. one. A darn good one. He says when he hits the ball now, if he feels like he crushes it, he gets up to the ball and it's like 205. Yes. Yeah. So off the tee. Well, that's why there are different tee boxes. Yeah. We were playing with a guy uh, 71 years old who had braces on both of his knees and hobbled from the cart to his ball using one crutch. Laid the crutch down, got his distance, and hit marvelous shots every time he shot his age. Oh, boy. Wow. At a, at a rather difficult golf course in Indiana. Wow. And it was very frustrating to watch. It was like, you can't walk. How can you hit your driver 268 yards? <laughs> well, could he turn? Yeah, he could turn. But, I mean, you know. You know, there are a thousand different ways to tell somebody to turn. Yeah. and you know, you have to find the right cue for you to turn. And that's yeah. all it is, is just, you know, making sure you turn. And he was turning. Man, he was so, so frustrating. Was, ah. So what's your goal? To get back to a what? What's my goal? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, oof. I, you know, I, I don't know if I've set a golf goal. I know that I, I, I want to get back to, to knowing my distances. Is scratch out of the question totally for you, Richard? No. Uh, the best I've ever done, though, is one over par. So I, I've shot a 73 on a par 72 and a 71 on a par 70. One over par is the best. In my absolute best round going ever, I was three under after nine and wow. realized I had left something at home that I had to do. I had to take and left. Well, can't you extrapolate, can't you extrapolate that and say, "Well, I would have finished six under." <laughs> you know, that's why we have handicaps; it evens out. So I have no idea what I would have done on the back nine. Yeah, well, you can always, you know, dream. We're going to assume you part <laughs> like, like Neil and I do, man, and we just fantasize about a good golf game. That's all we do. Uh, Neil has also been putting together a list of questions. We call it a six pack. It's fun, and as soon as we come back, we're going to jump right into it right here. Stick with us. Richard Karn, our guest on The Approach Shot. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. It happened to me. And then I found Nugenics Total T. New Nugenics Total T is our most powerful man-boosting formula ever because it boosts your free testosterone and your total testosterone. Nugenics Total T helps provide even more energy, performance, testosterone, and muscle-boosting ingredients for even better results. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text GRIT to 321321. Samples are not available in stores. Well, wait. What are you going to do something about it now? 
I got to try Nugenics Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Are you listening to the Approach Shot Podcast? Ken Harvey. Four-time pro bowler Ken Harvey to oh, you, yeah. John. My first professional football <laughs> game I went to, Boston Patriots and the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills for the championship of the AFL. This wow. is pre-Super wow. Bowl. Did you sit next to Jesus? download an episode or two of the approach shot today at apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you download podcasts and find us on the web at approachshot.net and we are still here the approach shot podcast john ashton neil michaels richard Korn, our guest six-pack time Tis six-pack time and and to give you the full explanation on this, Richard, what we do is we ask six questions. We ask you to give us the very first thought that comes to mind. No hemming and hawing, no thinking about it. If you do, you'll hear this. Just again, from your days <laughs> on the stage with a big buzzer. And what do I win? Uh, you win the opportunity to keep talking after we're done. A brand new car. <laughs> Or as they say now, you could drive out of here in a brand new car. That's right. Just pay the tax. There you go. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Question one. Given the choice, which would you prefer? A reboot of Home Improvement or a hole-in-one in front of a large crowd? A reboot of Home Improvement. And is that in the works? No. Okay. (laughs) But I am doing the show with Tim. Yeah, well, we know about we know very well about assembly required. In fact, I watched from the very first episode, and one of my favorite things I think was episode three when some guy set himself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were like, "Holy crap, are you okay?" Yeah. Well, it just it happened so quick. Yeah. You know, you just don't you don't think that the flame is going to jump up your arm. <laughs> It's amazing. And we will promo that, but assembly required on the history channel. It's a great show. And I've had a hole in one in front of an audience. Ah. Well, then my first, my first hole in one was a Fiveson waved us up. So they were standing there when I, when I hit it. Oh, that is is always so great to do that when you get waved through. Yeah. Did you notice he said his first? First. I know. I noticed I was trying to ignore that. Go ahead. Tell us how many do you have in front of me here? How many? Uh, I have five. Ouch. (laughs) I don't think we're going to do this. I think I'm going to make these questions harder. (laughs) All right. Question two. In three different states. He's just, that's just called rubbing it in. He just keeps going with it, doesn't he? (laughs) I don't think so, Tim. There it was. I was hoping for that a little bit later on. Question two. We here at the Approach Shot have special powers, and we're able to create a foursome for you to play with with anyone living or dead. So, Richard Karn, who completes your foursome, and who's in the cart with you? Well, oh, my gosh. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is my dad, because we got to play quite often, and I took him on some really cool golf adventures so my dad would be one. I really enjoyed playing with Fuzzy. Fuzzy was Fuzzy Zeller was a lot of fun. And throw Tim in there because he never stops talking. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Ben Hogan. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
His name just, has just for some context, name. some some yeah. historical context. Yeah. And which of those is in is riding in the cart with you? Well, I'm I'm riding with my dad. Yeah, there you go. I got the feeling that Tim, you were going to put Tim on somebody else so he could talk somebody else's ear off. <laughs> well, can you imagine Ben Hogan and Tim Allen talking to oh. <laughs> No. I mean, that, that's entertainment right there. <laughs> All right. Question three. Outside of you. <laughs> outside of you, who's the best host of Family Feud? Richard Dawson. Yeah. Unequivocal. Sorry, Steve. I have to agree. Yeah. All right. This might question four. This might be the weirdest question we've ever asked in the six pack. But if Al Borland played golf, would he wear a plaid on the golf course? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he doesn't have anything else. <laughs> and he did, uh, you know, we did do an episode. We did two golf episodes where he went putt putt golfing with the kids and was like way out of line. I mean, very competitive. And then the other uh, episode was we had Payne Stewart on the show. Oh, Ooh. that's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. But yes, he would absolutely wear plaid. I don't know if he'd wear the knickers, but <laughs> he would have some type of a plaid golf shirt. We need to see at some point, maybe even for Halloween one year, you with plaid as Al and knickers and make sure they're striped or something that doesn't match at all. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> All right, question five. What's the funniest thing the home television audience didn't hear said during a taping of Home Improvement? Okay. One of the funniest things that I can remember was Tim was doing promos for stations around around the country, and then he got into some Canadian stations. And, you know, the call letters for Canadian stations are so bizarre and he couldn't get them. And he was getting more and more frustrated. And the, the words were just coming out of his mouth, like, get a, you know, get a call sign. <laughs> and I'm over on the side watching that just crying. It was so funny. <laughs> and nobody, nobody got to see that. <laughs> Love it. All right, and question six. Since we are the approach shot, we ask this of everyone who comes on the show. Richard Karn, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? Be positive. See the good side. All right. Very nice. And early in my career, you know, I said yes to just about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I didn't turn a job down because it wasn't paying enough or it didn't sound right. It's like you get offered something, you go do it because you never know who you're going to meet or the experience you're going to have. Right. Exactly. You just stay positive. Very, Very cool. nice. I didn't even have to buzz him, John. I know. R Richard nice. Karn, you are well, off you, the hot These were well softball done. questions. <laughs> were they? We'll come back and do them again. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get the harder ones. <laughs> I got a, quick, got a quick story, Richard. You might write and show. You said you, you liked um, playing with Fuzzy Zeller. I live in Louisville, Kentucky, and he owns two golf courses over here. Right. <laughs> I played them. Ah, he didn't call when he was in town. I hate that. Yeah. When, when I was a young disc jockey here, I was playing in the Harvest Homecoming Celebrity Pro-Am Tournament. Because, you know, the, you're on the radio. They consider you some sort of a celebrity, which is kind of embarrassing. But there was a one hole where you had to hit over a stand of trees. It was a par five and you had to get over the trees to get it on the fairway. And, 
And anyway, and I, I was very young and had been playing golf long and was not very good, but I hit the drive of my life. And I hear this voice behind me going, oh, son, that was a beautiful drive. <laughs> it came around, it was fuzzy. And I went, wow, <laughs> watching you? Yeah, oh. yeah. I was so glad I didn't know he was there. <laughs> oh, man. man. Well, fuzzy talks up until he hits when he's, you know, relaxed and not, oh, yeah. not in a tournament. But, wow, I played with him is where I met him at the Bob Hope, the Chrysler classic. Oh, okay. Very cool. And, I, and I he watched. was in, he was in my rotation. We got four different pros every day. We got a different pro that we played and fuzzy oh. was the last day and we became friends and I played in his, uh, his wolf challenge for like wolf 12, challenge. 15 years. Yeah. At covered bridge. Yeah. That was so much fun. That, that, that whole tournament was so much fun to go to. And then years before that, I worked in Louisville doing the actors theater right there downtown. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, see, I got, John, to know, got to know that town a little bit. Yeah, he didn't invite you to play, but you didn't invite him to come by when he was acting there. So, well, you know, it was probably when I was not in town anymore. Ah, all right. And, well, it was the um, mid '80s. Yeah, see, I was gone from from '81 to '91. I was gone. I okay, back. so that's right. Right. We're, we're forgiven. <laughs> oh, I was there before they they reconstrued Fourth Street into you know basically just an adults only bar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> funny. John never mentions that when he's talking about how great Louisville is. But <laughs> I have I have one of those questions for you that it's not part of the six pack. But I know that you had some time on Carol and Company with Carol Burnett, and it kind of makes you know the the nice thing about us being on the radio and having done podcasts and you being in the business is you don't get too nah, about meeting celebrities. You know they put their pants on one leg at a time, same kind of thing. But Carol Burnett is different, and I'm sure that you have worked with or played golf with other people who are different. Are there people that you have met that your hands are a little sweatier, you're a little bit more nervous around? I I don't know if I get necessarily nervous because I, I think I get more focused. <laughs> so so the nerves aren't aren't there on top. I get very focused. And I did Carol and Company because the producers of that show – Matt Williams, David McFadzian, and Carmen Finestra. I had met them years earlier in Indiana. And when we moved to Los Angeles, I called them up and they go, well, we're doing this show with Carol Burnett right now. So we'll, uh, if something comes up, we'll give you a call. And, and uh, you know, this little role came up. It was just a few lines because they had mm -hmm. Carol and company. You know, mm -hmm. the company did pretty much everything else. So I had, I had like this little role that had five or so lines, but I got to do curtain call and hold Carol Burnett's hand in the curtain call. That was kind there of go. really kind of exciting. It's yeah. also where I met Richard Kind. Ah, cool. And Richard and I have played uh, golf many times since then. Did you get to play I, when you were in Indiana other than Covered Bridge? Um, yeah, I played the, the course at the uh, 500, the oh, Brickyard. Oh, the Brickyard. Ooh. They played there. Do you know they have three golf holes at the infield of the, the yeah, Indianapolis yeah, that's, racetrack? That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I also got to go to an Indianapolis, you know, 500, of course. which was a, a whole nother story, which was really kind of cool. I was, I was there, you know, promotionally and we got to go back there to where all the cars and, and, and the crews and everything are getting ready. And from about 50 feet away, I see James Garner oh. hmm. and I'm looking at him and all of a sudden this memory as a kid, as a young, young kid, seeing Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. Remember that movie, Grand Prix? Yes, I mm -hmm. loved it. Yes. It just came flashing back. I go, oh, my God. 
there's James Gardner. And this is the first movie I ever remember really seeing was on the 70, you know, the yep. big uh, yep. Cinerama. Cinerama dome yep. thing. And, and, and I'm in this environment. Uh, it, it was, it, it was amazing. It was just amazing. If I ever get back to Indiana, give me a holler and we'll go play the peak die course up at French Lick, man. Oh, French Lick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you see, you can say that that's French. <laughs> you know richard Thanks. don't don't feel too good about yourself he invites a lot of people there and i don't think anybody's taken him up on it yet i just hope his ensemble is, is appropriate <laughs> <laughs> and remember john if you have too much to drink don't say wee wee <laughs> entirely different thing i got you thank you Thank you for the lessons, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Our pleasure. Our pleasure. I'll fit in so much more better now. <laughs> so, Richard, what's keeping you busy these days other than assembly required? Well, gosh, let's see. I, I finished doing Pen15 uh, last year, and then we we did this next season of assembly required, which is going to be called, I think uh, the working title now is just called More Power. And it won't be, <laughs> it won't be a competition show. It'll be Tim and I talking about stuff and that i think will premiere hopefully sometime in june on the history channel Excellent. so there's that and then you, you know I, I get invited to like these really cool uh, golf charity events mm-hmm. so there's one for for uh, fred blitnikoff uh, okay. in, in now it's going to be in in las vegas because that's where the raiders are right and, and to uh kevin rom has one for saint jude in florida uh, so there's those kind of things uh, th- that I go and, and do. And then I did a, a little sci-fi movie that, that should be premiering soon. I, I, and I'm not sure where, but, <laughs> but work, you know, I'm retired until I work there, you know, just stuff yeah. kind of pops up. Yeah. That's the best way to live. I think it's been that that will help your, your golf game. When you were talking about working family feud and they said only Friday, Saturday, Sunday as a, Golfer, aren't you thinking at that point, oh, good, that I can play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't have to play during the crowded weekends. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, ultimately, I couldn't do all three days. My voice was shot after two days. So we, we only did Saturday and Sunday. But it was six shows a day. We did 12 in a weekend. Wow. And, uh, yeah, pretty close to time. I, I, it was so funny because when I – the first day – we did it and I, and I did the first show and it was like a, such a high buzz and, and energy. And I go to my, my uh, dressing room and I'm sitting there, I've changed into my next suit. I'm waiting. It's like 10, 20, 30 minutes go by, 40 minutes go by. And I finally go back down and, and I go, oh, are, are, what are we waiting for? I go, Oh, we're, we're waiting for you. <laughs> I go, you're waiting for me. She says, well, you know, Louie, who we worked with, you know, before you mm-hmm. would take, you know, an hour break. Or, or whatever, I go, oh, my God, if I took an hour break, I couldn't do this. I My energy just ebbs. And so let's just keep going. And, and we were out of there by 6 o'clock, and they were never out of there before 9. All right. And can people still go back to Game Show Network and see some of your shows? I imagine they can. I just, I, I don't know. Steve Harvey's kind of ho- hogging all the airtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, remember, you were there first, and you were a judge first. That's so, right. Yeah. And you are here on The Approach Shot, and Steve Harvey is not. There you go. There's How about that. that? And we do appreciate the hell out of you being here. We really Indeed, do. We do. Richard Carr, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on The Approach Shot. 
you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again. 800-590-0443. Oh, man. Again, I am blown away by the level of people who take an hour out of their day to talk to us. So I'm going to pull the curtain back, as we like to do here, because we we try to be as, as real as possible. The story that Richard told about being on 18 and Fuzzy Zeller. Mm-hmm. Originally, off microphone, he tells us this story. And we were like, oh, that would be really great. Can you go back and record some of that again? And we edited it in. The first time he told us the story just about Fuzzy Zeller. One, he came back. That's mm-hmm. when he told us that he played with President Gerald Ford and Arnold Palmer. He didn't tell us that the first time. He was holding back. And when we got off microphone, we said, Richard, why didn't you like tell us that the first time? He goes, I didn't think that was important. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously okay. didn't make a big impression on Richard Carn. <laughs> I, I guess if if you're playing with the one of the best golfers that ever lived and a president of the United States, and you didn't impress Richard Carn, it must be hard to impress. That's him. right. I did, however, forget to ask him if he could get me a hose. Hmm. Did forget to ask him what? If he could get me a hose. Oh. <laughs> What do you think the chances of that are? I'm sure he's got extras in his garage, man. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> if you say so. It's probably not coming to your house tomorrow, though. Don't, don't be looking for it. No. I'm not, well, like I said, I forgot to ask. So that opportunity has passed me by a lot yes, of many others. You know, he was great, though. I, what I really I, – I think my favorite thing was when you talk to somebody like that, every once in a while you worry, you know, do we, we don't want to go too much talking about home improvement. And he said – Al Borland was a franchise. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yep. When when we have these guys on, I I have just overcome with the urge to set up a golf date. Me too. It's like, where are you? Where can we meet? Let's play golf. It and that's what I love about doing this show is it doesn't matter if it's a famous athlete or an actor or an author or whoever. We all then have that one thing in common, and whether they're as good as as Rick is, or 
they're just an everyday golfer or they're one of the guys who say they're in a foursome and then they quickly find out that they're not very good. Mm-hmm. We all have that in common. So let's grab our clubs and go play somewhere. And whenever we're out there, just remember it's a game invented by the same people who invented bagpipes and called it music. And also remember that life is like a day in San Diego, like today, where it's 72 degrees and breezy. It's a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's.